Hello and welcome to the podcast for Real Life Heroines with Susanna Liller. Join us bi-weekly as alongside of you, we work toward answering the call, knowing that stepping into our destiny always involves going into the unknown and exploring new landscapes. This show talks about those new landscapes, what it took to get there, and the real challenges that take place for most of us along the journey. Heroines don't stay in their comfort zone. They follow their inner guidance to grow and evolve. From the School for Real Life Heroines, your host, Susanna Liller. Hello, everyone. Thank you for being with me here today on the podcast for Real Life Heroines, where I get to interview real life heroines on their journey, on their transformative journey, and how they've done that and what calls they heard. And very excited to share it with you. And today I have as my special guest, Susan Ireland. Susan, welcome. Thank you very much. It's so great to be here with you. She is sitting in her office in Seattle, and here I am in Maine, in um, Woolwich, Maine. So we are a country apart. <laughs> we are. So let me just say a bit about Susan so you have a sense of who she is, but you'll learn more as we talk. She is a native, and I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this right. She is a native Seattleite. Great, perfect. And have lived, it looks really funny spelled. <laughs> and I have lived here all my life. I worked at Boeing for 30 years and retired, in quotes, in 2016 to start my own coaching and consulting business focused on transformation, personal and career. And that company is called seasons leadership company. well actually i've got two um so i have susan ireland coaching and consulting where i have private clients and then i have another business that i uh created with a business partner also from boeing debbie collard and that is a leadership um, program type of um, business with coaching as well and that's seasons leadership Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to say it right up front. So, um Susan is 63 years old and here she is having had a career at Bo Boeing and then leaves and that's he, heroine's journey leaps all over the place but and establishes two companies and we're going to hear about what her next dream is. But let me finish. Okay. <laughs> so, she says, I believe in the interconnectedness of life, that our unique value can positively impact others and the world around us. Because of this, I feel a deep responsibility to help others where I can. Transitioning to my own business, I wanted a path that would allow me to give back and appreciate the wonder and awe of others' 
journeys. So you need to know everyone that a friend of ours connected us and he was so um, sure that we would hit it off. And I mean, we both talk about journeys and we'll talk about intuition in a little bit, but Russ, thank you, <laughs> wherever yeah. you are out there for connecting. Yeah. Um, drawing on my 30 plus years of leadership experience. So you were 30 years in Boeing. I am inspired to help people in ways I was supported and in ways I wish I had been supported in my professional career. And then the per on a personal note, you're the mother of three and the grandmother of five and still counting. So do you have a grandchild about ready to be born? I do. I oh. do just at the end of this year. Oh, and um, you love to travel. You love to finger paint and enjoy the outdoors and nature. So that's Susan. And again, Susan, welcome so much to um, the podcast for Real Life Heroines. Thank you. So let's talk about your journey. Um, and what I always tell people and what I always ask about is what I'm so interested in um, relating to people is what happens? How do you get to the point where you're ready to leave something and make a change and cross a threshold? And so why don't you just, I know why you left. Well, let's talk about leaving Boeing. So there you are, 30 years. And so many people would say, oh my gosh, she's had her career. And why isn't she just finger painting and having fun all the time? And what was, you know, why the businesses? So what about that journey and, and leaving and deciding what you were going to do next? How did that happen? Right. Well, you know, and leaving Boeing was, a <laughs> excuse me, a big decision. Um, it was, I was a little on the young side to actually think of retiring, but um I think it's having some space. I think it's really important that we allow ourselves some space to think mm -hmm. and just to allow whatever is happening to emerge. And um, I did have a lot of time toward the end of my career at Boeing um, to think because unfortunately we had a family member who was... Um, very ill. It was my um, son-in-law and he did end up passing away. And I spent a lot of time in the hospital with my daughter. Mm. And so it, I had some space to reflect there about really what is important and what am I doing with my life and what are we all doing and that kind of a thing. And uh, so I did have that space. Um, and I also had some, the significant impact of the loss of my son-in-law who I love very dearly and he was just taken away too young but um uh so when I came back and I was working and and uh I just started thinking about like what it is that I really want and what's really important and having that space helped me like just take a look at what really was happening around me right and not being tunnel vision you know like I've got my my job and my task and I've 
I've got my goals and, you know, I'm, I'm really good at achieving my goals. If I put a goal out there, I'll get it done. But sometimes, um, yeah, I'm not putting my head up and thinking like, wait, wait a minute. Is this a goal I should be doing? We don't, we don't put our head up and look around which is the whole strategic planning thing, which I used to help companies do because you need to appraise where you are every now and then, but, right. but tell us what did you do in Boeing? What were you doing as you were contemplating this? Right. I was I was in a business function. It was called business operations. And I was the director of in development for the 787 program. So it was fan, it was a fantastic job. I mean, I loved it. I loved it. I loved the people. I loved the product. It was exciting work. Um, it was, you know, everything was really great and so even to have this kind of idea that well maybe I'll leave this when it was so fun and good you know it, it's a, it was kind of a wild thought yeah. but but when I did look around uh, about what was happening with me and the company and and uh, uh, we were getting to the end of the um, development of the 787-10 and uh, it was going great. And I uh, just thought, well, maybe it's time. And so I started exploring that. What would it look like if I left? And um, it, it wasn't so scary. It actually, there was like something like, you know, this will work out. You know, it wasn't the timing was I what I originally thought. I thought, you know, I probably have 10 more years. Um, but I thought, you know, I, I could do this and I could make it work. That's so interesting because because I was getting ready to say, okay, talk about how you felt because so many people stand at that place and they've done the assessing and then the, it's fear that stops them. Yes. For you, you were, it sounds like you were excited about the possibilities of what would happen when you left and that helped with the fear maybe it did well i'll tell you this i did uh, i did an exercise and now i'm a big fan of this uh, when i coach people but it was a values exercise and so i i really did this i've done this before but until this time i really didn't just put my heart and soul in it and so what I realized is safety and security is one of my values. Um, and it's a big, strong one. And I was um, uh, a single parent for most of my time at Boeing. And um, taking care of my kids was just number one over everything. It's why I went to Boeing in the first place, because it was a great company. Um, and so that was that was what was driving me to be safe and secure, to have enough money and resources and healthcare and that kind of thing. And I was, you know, blessed with that. Well, then when I toward the end, when I said I'm going to like reassess this, I actually didn't realize that safety and security was such a big deal in my life. But it made it made sense, right? Being a single mom. Oh my gosh. I've yeah. spoken it, with many that that's the big driver. Yeah. Yeah. It made sense. But what, what this exercise helped me realize, and it wasn't like a one time, it, I did it probably over several months, helped me realize that I, I was safe and secure. And so I, 
didn't need to keep striving for that. I having more didn't make me more safe and secure. It's interesting. That's but but then it wasn't there part of you that said, but I want to hold on to that. I don't well, want yes yes and also I got feedback from other people that said you know if you stay here longer you'll have more and I you know and so it was you know like thinking that through but what also started bubbling up was other values that I've had all along but it I deprioritized them and the thing that's the two that bubbled up were wonder and awe huh and I realized that even as a little girl, I loved, you know, looking at the stars and imagining being an astronaut. And, uh, you know, I love going out in nature and I travel and I see these amazing things. And it's just, it is, it's, um, it's just so, it's like a spiritual kind of broadening. Right. And when I realized that, like, oh yeah, that is me. And then I started using that as like a way to make decisions. So mm -hmm. I would say, okay, if I, if I leave Boeing and do something different, would that give me a feeling of wonder, wonder and awe? And it definitely was a yes. That's so, in, you know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of the uh, Japanese woman who has you go through your closet and hold <laughs> piece of clothing and say does this bring me joy yes and that's like extending it out that everything we do that we bring into our lives should bring us joy yes yeah, yeah. so that when I realized that you know it was a little bit terrifying you know because I didn't know what was going to happen but I really felt like I was going to be okay um, and my kids were okay. They're all off on their own now. And, and, uh, so really I, I did have that basis of safety and security. You know, I was, I was very blessed with all of that. So I, I did have the opportunity and the choice to, to make. And so it was my choice to make. So I thought at the end of my life, when I look backwards, what am I going to be glad, glad that I did? And this was, this was it. Was it hard for you, you know, part of the leaving too, is you're leaving people and friends and your routine. Was that hard? Did you go through a, a period of time where you really missed people or you missed the work? No, <laughs> not, not even for a minute, but I'll have to tell you this. It's because I, I don't miss people because I still, I still connect with them. So, you know, I don't let people go. Um, so once, once they got them, uh, you know, I stay connected. And so I would have, if I didn't stay connected, I would have missed that very much. Because right. I always think that's part of it with when people consider leaving, then they think, oh my gosh, I, I can't leave where I've been because I'll miss them. They'll miss me. And so that's interesting. And I also want to say that, you know, you have said how blessed you are. And I understand that to mean you really got everything you needed through Boeing. And mm -hmm. so you felt stable and secure. But I think it's helpful. I know that you had a very um, sad experience in losing your mom at an early age. Yes. 
which is probably why safety and security, I mean, you were in many respects alone. You, yes, you got married, but then the marriage didn't last. Um, so you, I mean, to me, that all speaks of hardship. It speaks of hardship. Yeah. 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 So yeah. it wasn't smooth sailing for you all the time, Susan. No, no, <laughs> it, it wasn't. Um, and yeah, it, 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 it's, it, it, but I don't know that anybody is, has a smooth sailing, you know, it's, it's something different. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, you're right. Uh, my, uh, I had two sisters that passed away, um, young and then my mother and then my father and, um, uh, but I really, it, as, as terrible as it is, uh, I really am really in awe of my parents and my family because they did such a wonderful job, even being so young, because I have um, two brothers and a sister that um, are still here with me in, in the Puget Sound, and we're all doing great. Mm. Um, we, you know, we are thriving in spite of, you know, a rough, a rough time. Right. So I, I don't know how they did it actually but i am so grateful that they they did because we do feel i think we feel together as a family and supported and i also feel like no matter what happens i'll figure it out and it'll be okay hmm. so that's interesting i to me that's a heroic statement because <laughs> because it allows you to just keep going forward and trying things and what's the next thing and exploring that when you say to yourself, no matter what, I'll be okay. Even if I make a mistake. Yeah. Uh, so, so much, I know you're attributing this to your upbringing and I'm sure it has a lot to do with that, but I think so many, you know, people can have that happen and be, pessimistic and feel more like a victim and boy I don't get any of that sense from people. <laughs> yeah no I do think there's this part of me too that thinks because I think because um we've had so many um early deaths in my family is that uh I feel a little bit of responsibility to live a really good life yeah, yeah. because so many in my family couldn't and so I'm going to do it. <laughs> right, right, right. And I know, you know, you talked about your son-in-law passing and it seems like that's a trigger for so many people to really finally say, okay, I don't care. I'm not going to be afraid. I'm going to really go for it because we don't know how long we're going to be here. Right. So, yeah. So now, well, I all right. So... Yeah. I wanted, why, why don't you tell the story about your name? I, I was very, <laughs> I want to talk to you about intuition, but then I want to talk about your dream. So, okay. Name first. Okay. Well, my name is Susan Ireland. Yes. Which I love. Yes. Um, but it was kind of a journey getting here. <laughs> and um, so my main name is Wilson, Susan Wilson. And um, which is fine. I love my family, like I've told you. 
I, and then I was married twice. And so I changed my name the first time and had two kids. And then I got divorced and then I uh, got married again 10 years later, changed my name again <laughs> and um, then got divorced. And um, I just thought, I'm not, I, I, I am going to, what am I going to do with this name? And I was thinking about going back to Wilson, but it just didn't feel right. And not because it wasn't a nice name and I didn't love my family. It just was just Susan Wilson. I mean, I, growing up, I think I knew three. It was <laughs> <laughs> too common, common. Um, and my sister is Rowena Wilson. So she at least had an unusual first name. Um, so I thought about what, what do I want to do? And I thought, I want to change my name. And so I went on a hunt for a name and uh, I had a really hard time figuring out what it would be. And I picked Ireland because I do have a lot of Irish ancestry and it just felt right. Hmm. And I also had a very dear friend that, um, was a woman who I grew up across the street from and she had Irish heritage and I and she was you know a family member to me and so I felt like it also kind of honored her yeah. so interesting I know when we talked about this before I shared with you that I know some women I, I can't say several but usually who changed their first name and not so much their last name but it you know we don't think about it we can we can yeah. if we want to change our names so yeah. yeah and so why don't we go next to um your next dream so here you are with your two coaching businesses leadership coaching yes. businesses and they're going well and you've been doing them for five years I think yeah and you said to me and and remember everybody Susan is 63 and for those of you who think oh you do a heroine's journey and then that's it well no you do many as as many times as you feel the urge within you so if you would could you share what your next what's bubbling up now for you right well this kind of goes back to my values and wonder and on and all of that and growing up so when I was young my dream was to travel the world and work in international business and get out of Seattle <laughs> and so here I am 63 years later and I live like three miles away from where I grew up <laughs> so yeah, I never did any of that. And but but, you know, I had three kids and I had a great career and all of these things. But now it's I think like, oh, now I want to go get back to that dream and I want to go live somewhere. I want to go international and live and stay there for a while, not just be a tourist and on vacation, but actually kind of get to know a place and the people. And so that's that's my next dream and I feel like I just feel like I'm just getting started I don't know I don't know what the feeling is like to think that it's I'm done with my <laughs> my journey right though I think many people would think 
you you had this great career you've had the children and the grandchildren and okay you can rest but you don't want to rest and so just as you think about it what what would be a step or two that you would take to to go after that dream well it's it's interesting so the the first thing is to tell people about it <laughs> Okay, and so you're telling them now. Yeah. Yeah. And well, and what I find with that is people want to help. And there is it's there's so many connections that you just can't even imagine. And and it's to being open to what's going to happen. I don't know what it's going to look like, you know, in the end, but it is getting a little bit closer. Just recently, just this weekend, I had uh, lunch with my cousin. She's, she's actually my first cousin once removed. <laughs> um, and um, she just, just came back from a trip from Ireland. We share a grandmother. It's her grandmother, my great-grandmother who was Irish. And so she was showing me all the research she did when she was there and the places that she was. And, and um, so we, I said, well, if I went to live there, where would I go? Because I don't know anybody in Ireland, even though I have this name, you might think that I do. You might think that there was a part of you that knew that Ireland should be your last name, but go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. And so we looked at it and she said, because I said, I don't know where to go, where where our grandmother was. It's like super rural. And I thought, well, I, I don't want to go somewhere there because that's just too far away. I want to be with around people. And so she said, OK, you should go to Galway. And so I said, OK, I'm going to take a look at that. So my next step now, which I haven't done anything yet, is to take a look at Galway, what's there, you know how to do this. I mean, I have no idea how to make this work, but there you go. There you go. And and again, you haven't been to Ireland, even on a trip, right? I Yes, I actually was there in college. Oh. So I have been there, but it's been way too long. I need to go back. <laughs> right. right. You know, as a fan of Joseph Campbell, um, when you say, you know, how the doors open and you get all kinds of help. And his big thing was follow your bliss and you'll find yourself on a road with people with similar bliss and they will open doors for you that you didn't even know were there. And it seems to me that you're doing exactly that. You're following your bliss. You're follow well, and you're following your intuition. So can you just say how you've used intuition in your life because I know that you have Susan yeah it, it's um I I don't even know how to tell you it happens because it just happens but there's just that knowing it's just like I just know that this is the right thing to do right and it makes no sense really but just do it yeah so that's it and I wonder if it's like what happened. So I get the same thing and I can ignore it. I can say inside, no, whatever. I don't want to. And then it just keeps coming back. Yes. Does that, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it'll come back in like funny ways, you know, like something will just remind me of it or like my cousin Lori, you know, saying go to Galway. And I think like, okay, <laughs> I, I don't know if that's where I'll go, but I mean, it's definitely more of a direction than I had five days ago. Right. Right. And your thinking is you can do the work you're doing. Thank God for Zoom. Yes. Yeah. You can keep right. coaching and yeah. That's right. And there was you and your brother were going to go and meet somebody who was from Ireland in Minnesota or something. Oh, yes. Okay. What, what we did was so, um, uh, so just uh, this is just kind of a wild thing. Um, my brother really likes psychics. I do too. And we, in, and I there was, agree. yeah, it's so fun. And, and, um, so I just think it gives you a different, definitely different way to think about things. It gives you new, it, it gives you additional data, which you can choose to pay attention to or not. Yes. Yeah. And so, um, I said, Hey, Mike, you want to do this psychic? And he said, yeah. So, um, the psychic came over to my house and Mike came and, and we, we talked and she just, and this was not even a psychic thing. She just said, Oh, in Montana, there's a Celtic festival that I think you should go to. And, and I, we said, Huh. And I looked at him and his eyes kind of went, huh. And mm -hmm. I said, well, where is it in Montana? And she said, in Hamilton. Well, I have been trying to get over to Hamilton for several years now because a friend of mine from Boeing, who I don't let go of, moved there. Uh, he and his wife, and I've been wanting to visit them. And so I said, that's right by where Dawn lives. And so the psychic left and my brother and I were talking. I said, do you, you think we should do it? And he said, well, yeah, let's do it. So we, it was kind of spur of the moment, but like the next four weeks or so, we went off and we drove with his wife, uh, my sister-in-law, Karen, and we had a, a week-long trip. We went over, went to the Celtic Festival and had a really great time. Um my brother ended up getting a kilt and we had the we had the funnest time finding the right kilt and me, meeting people while we were there because we didn't know anything about kilts and and um we had a great time visited my friend we went to butte montana where we have family there and so we met with some cousins and um uh then we went you know, went at home. It was a great time. I don't know that we had any great big ahas, but we had a great time spending the time together. And so I think of the willingness you have to act on, you know, a tidbit of information, but it felt right that you would go there and travel there. And um, I'm wondering, so Celtic, that too is very Irish, right? Yes. <laughs> and so the music must resonate with you. And yes, 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 mm. yes it does. It does. Mm. Yeah. 
yeah we had we had a fun time I do like that I I follow threads which I really enjoy and a lot of times the threads don't go anywhere right but sometimes they do (laughs) amazing and brings you joy and wonder yeah yeah and that's too a thing that you know sure you'll make mistakes um but how do you know it how do you get there unless you try and try this and try that and yeah that's so it's very heroic yeah (laughs) to live your life that way yeah so when you think about all right so let's just pretend Mm -hmm. that and I don't even know if you have any kind of a schedule in your head for this but let's just say springtime comes next year and you say I know I have this knowing I'm going to Galway you you rent a house or you rent something there to kind of check it out and test it out and picture yourself there what's what are some of the first things you do um I think I would find uh a pub or a coffee house (laughs) to hang out in so I could meet some people (laughs) which I think it would be really easy for you yeah usually I I usually can't connect with people yeah I think that would be the first thing I think I think I'd also like to paint my finger painting there. Yeah. So I might bring some paints. Mm. Yeah. And maybe you just end up staying and not come back. I know that is, that is kind of crazy for me to think about. I mean, I suppose anything is possible, but I can't really imagine leaving the Northwest Um because I have so, so many family here right and friends and friends who you don't let go of <laughs> right but I have friends all over the world I don't let go of either so <laughs> and just think about it Susan you could invite them to come visit you and they would all come. Yeah. they would they would yeah well so then as we talk about this and let me is there anything that I have not asked you about that we talked about that you wanted to make sure that you shared well I guess it's just if it you know if my my life is is helpful to anybody else that would be great you know that's that's um because we're all we're all on this journey but the thing that is really feels to me is that I kind of understand maybe why people think that maybe we're in different dimensions or we've we're reincarnated and that kind of thing because I do kind of feel like I've had the all these different lives you know I had one when I was in college and I was a different person then and then when I was married and a mother and a career person and and now I'm feeling like I get to create what I am next. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time really that I've done so deliberately. Right, right. 
Right. Done the creating. The other things right. maybe were more, yikes, I'm a single mom now. I've got to, oh, I'm going to apply to Boeing and that kind yes. of thing. Yeah. But this is allowing yourself the space to think about it, dream about it, and <laughs> and realizing actually you can do whatever you want. Right. 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 It is. It is. And that having endless options is a little bit overwhelming. Um, but I don't want that to stop me. So I just take it like one day at a time, following my intuition. Right. And what about the fear factor? Anything, any thoughts like, oh my gosh, I'd be over there and I wouldn't know anybody. And they'd be talking in there. Irish tongue and I wouldn't understand <laughs> anything like that yeah well I do I can't say that I don't feel fearful you know because there's those old old tracks that get in my mind I am I am getting better at realizing that's just an old track right. and if I really want to create something I got to get over myself and just do it so you know, because really, what's the worst that can happen? If I went over there and it was terrible, I'd come home. Right. <laughs> right. It wouldn't be the end of the world. Right. You'd say, oh, I hated Ireland. I'm going home back to Seattle. And, and right. you'd be fine. Yeah. And it could be that I hated Ireland, but I went to France and I love that. There Who knows? And that is the thing that's so interesting. Yeah. How that yeah. happens. So then, Susan, there are people listening who are in a similar boat, maybe, or or just even beginning to have the glimmer of an idea about leaving something that they've been doing for a long time and and going to try something else. So what would be the thing you would want them most to have heard? that they would take from your story mm -hmm. that it's possible oh. yeah right you did it and you didn't fall in a heap and <laughs> dissolve you did it and you have been thriving yeah. yeah it's possible well that is a great way to close our conversation i think as you said, you hoped your story would help others. And I can tell you for sure that it has. I, as a coach myself, have coached other women to do similar things, to move in a big way. Um, and and there's a lot to it, but it is possible. And it's possible that it brings you a lot of joy. And then you're so glad that you did it. Mm -hmm. yeah 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 well thank you very much for spending time with me and taking the time to share your story thank you Susanna that was fun it, it is fun oh my gosh and then of course everybody's going to want to know what you decide to do so I think <laughs> you have to go do it and then let me know and we're going to have to talk again oh that would be fun and I'm thinking too that they they might be thinking, 
Well, what's that values exercise? Now, is that something you can refer people to, or is that something that you do on your own with people? You can, I mean, if you just Google it, there's a ton of them, but also I am, uh, I'm a big fan of these cards. It's called the live your values deck. Okay. I can't tell you, I use these all the time. Um, and I just do, I just did it with my son just a couple weeks ago and he, and he's 26 and he, he had a great time with it. Um, they're beautiful. It's easy to do. Um, and it's, it's, I, I just, and I love the people who created them. So I think that's a great way, but you can just Google it. It's an right. easy right. thing to do. Right. Okay. And then if people want to find you and see about the consulting leadership business that you do with your partner, but also your coaching, the best way to reach you, and we'll put these this information oh, in the great. show notes, but can you just say it out loud? Yes, it's um so my um website is Susan at SusanIreland.coach. And then um the seasonsleadership.com. Right. Okay. And we didn't talk about that. And I'm just gonna put this little note on the end here. Um you actually coach people according to spring, summer, fall, winter, which you've given different um, action words to. So spring yeah. is about awakening and summer is about cultivating and fall integrating and winter transforming. Yeah. I love that. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Nature and the cycles. And, um, and it is about transformation, which... I'm always talking right. about Erwin's journey is about transformation. So yeah, yes. like that. So they should check out your website. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. It, the, the seasonal theme is just, you know, I really resonate with that because it's, you can connect with nature, but it's constant change and we are always constantly changing. So, um, and it's paying attention to that change. Right. Right, right. And not being afraid of it or resisting it necessarily or stuffing it down. And right. Well, again, I have to stop asking you questions, but <laughs> thank you. Thank you to everyone listening to the podcast. I hope you will join me the next time. And I hope you will always remember that you are a heroine and you're on one of your heroine's journeys right now. So talk to you soon. You've been listening to the podcast for Real Life Heroines with Susanna Liller. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to connect with Susanna outside of the show, please do. You can email Susanna at SusannaLillard.com and visit the website at SusannaLillard.com. Let's get social. Instagram at Susanna Liller, Facebook, Susanna Liller, author, speaker, and coach. Don't forget to subscribe to the show for easy access to our next episode. And a like and review would be very helpful. Until next time, remember to follow your inner guidance to grow and evolve. <laughs>